The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Good morning and welcome to America's Web Radio. And it's another time for a veteran's place. And as we say, it's it's always time for a veteran at America's Web Radio, and we hope that each and every one of you had a good Veterans Day and uh, that you're appreciated like you should be, and know that you can always come to America's Web Radio for help and that we are here for you. America's Web Radio has a great relationship with veterans, with um our show called Remembering Desert Shield and Desert Storm and uh, retired Lieutenant Colonel Philip Farsberg does a wonderful job. He's also a service uh, officer for uh, veterans and if you need help with getting something done or uh, have a question about uh, some of your benefits, uh, there's no one better than Philip Farsberg. So, Keep that in mind, and if we can help you, we're here for you. America's Web Radio. And it's time now for a veteran's place to start with our host, Dr. Don Moeller. And uh, Don is such an interesting case. I always like to give his background because it, it gives me the, uh, gee, if, if he can do it, I could have done it. But too old to do it now. But anyway, um, we're going to start. We always start the shows with a a moment of silence and prayer for our veterans and those that are on active duty and also our first responders. They are so important to us day in and day out. So we'll be back right after this. Okay, and uh, we also do one other thing, and that's uh, we always like to make sure your heart is beating. And the way they used to get mind beating in uh, basic and AIT was with a good Jody. Hey, I feel all right now. Hey, I feel all right now. Do you feel like I do right now? Do you feel like I do right now? And we're back, and uh, like I said, I always like to start off, too, by uh, telling you just a little something about Dr. Moeller. He is a veteran. Uh, he was a medic in Vietnam, and after his tour, he came back and decided he wanted to be a dentist, so he went to dental school, became a dentist, 
and after that decided even he just couldn't stand being out of school. So he went back to medical school, and uh, we've got a rare breed here, a dentist and an MD, but he knows his stuff. And in knowing his stuff, he said, you know, there's got to be a, something I can do to help veterans with PTSD sleep at night. And um, he formulated a mouthpiece that's 98% effective. So if if you're having problems and you have PTSD and can't sleep at night, may I warmly suggest that you get a hold of Dr. Don Moeller. He can help you, and he will help you. And even your local dentist can do it, and uh, Don will work with him or whoever. So don't forget that if you're having trouble with PTSD and can't sleep at night, don't give up. There is an answer. And your family, your spouse will appreciate it. So think about it and give Don a call. So with that being said, it's my pleasure to bring on the host of the show, Dr. Don Moeller. Good morning, Don. Hey, good morning, Dave. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, as always, I guess we've been doing this going on 10 months now. I, I really enjoy doing uh, every show for the veterans. Uh, you know, it's being a veteran is a special relationship. When you uh, you get drafted or join the Army and you're in basic training, you go through a lot of seems like mindless garbage, but it's basically you're joining one of the biggest fraternities, probably the biggest fraternity around. And not only that, it's just not college fun and games. The fraternity you're in, you have a piece of uh, your life invested in the United States of America. And even, you know, like Canada and Britain and the other European countries who who have to stand up and defend against people, not people, subhuman, whatever they used to call them in basic training, subhuman something, uh, Hamas, Hezbollah, that they basically have no reason to exist. And uh, they've convinced uh, the local college clown professors who live uh, under our protection that, you know, you can have a happy thought and, and that that that's reality, and in reality, it's not. They're very evil people in the world, and it takes veterans of all democracies to stand up to these people. So uh, I wanted to just start with that, that we're talking to fellow members of the fraternity who've paid dearly. Uh, I mean, what other fraternity do you join? I was not a frat, frat boy in college, but we're a certain number of your frat brothers are going to be sacrificed, and we can just put it that way. They're volunteering to defend your freedoms. And uh, and I'm going to lead into it, the discussion. Uh, I, I don't think veterans can be appreciated by the sheep. Uh, we know who those are. Those are the people who go on for the ride but have no intention of contributing to the gas, if you know what I'm saying. So, part of my speech today, little speech, little self-conversation, is is going to include uh, 
what happened in the Senate hearing, I guess it was this week, yesterday, next, what, what does it matter, within a couple days, Senator uh, Mark Wayne Mullen uh, from Oklahoma had to listen to uh, some union guy, Sean O'Brien, and I'm going to use this as an example of where I'm going to go with the entire uh, argument I'm going to make for veterans this morning. Number one, where did this union guy get into a Senate hearing? How did he do that? We're going to talk about that and why veterans aren't in hearings. We're also going to talk about how this union guy can intimidate a U.S. senator. Apparently, you trash him on Twitter. And then the senator stands up and challenges him to a knockdown drag out. Well, let's call that political theater. And I, I know Dave, you don't care, and I don't care, and neither do veterans. I said, you know, back in the era of Teddy Roosevelt, <laughs> I think they would have just gone at it right there on the Senate floor. But here's the, the sad truth that Senator Mullen apparently was a mixed martial arts cage fighter. And all the union guy brought to this thing was his attitude and his big freaking mouth. And, you know, that's the position the veterans are in. We're in the role of the senator, and we have to sit there and follow the rules. And you got the people with the mouth uh, seem to be running the show. And so today's little discussion... uh, it's not going to totally center around it, but we're going to talk about some facts that I discovered that I'm going to I'm going to share with you, and 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 you make your own decision on uh, where we're going with this whole issue. So I'm going to say start it off like, where are the veterans in these committee hearings? Where where did the veterans get a chance to? talk to Congress. Well, the House has a Veterans Affairs Committee, and right now I'm trying to to place the problem of the veterans with PTSD oral health problems in front of that committee, and I can guarantee you that it's very difficult. And you want to believe that, hey, if you write enough congressmen and talk to them, they're going to be so appreciative that they're just going to give the veterans the same thing that this union guy, Sean O'Brien, had, where he just gets to, not only do they tolerate him in the Senate chamber, but that clown got to denigrate an elected senator. And I think that's that's pretty bad, because I can guarantee you that if I was in front of a committee and tried to do that, there's no doubt that all the veterans in this program would turn their back and say, Mueller does not represent veterans. Why? Veterans are very respectful. You can look at us as public servants and upstanding citizens. And when we do interact with the VA system, we do it by filing complaints with the Office of the Inspector General. We use Freedom of Information Act requests. And if that doesn't do the job, we then use the, we can go to the Office of the U.S. Department of Justice. And there's another organization I'm going to mention is the Government Accounting Office. They've kind of gotten into the act, and that's where I'm getting some of this information I'm going to tell you. Uh, they did audits 
and they can trail where the money goes, trace where the money goes, and that's going to generate some discussion today uh, that will help veterans understand how your benefits through the Veterans Affairs, Veterans Health Affairs, get down to you. And, and Dave, like you said last week, and then a couple others, guys and gals, if you want your benefits that you earned, you're going to have to understand how to do this. Because there are people like that union guy that somehow get into the hearings that they need to be get into, and they get to insult senators. I don't even know what, I don't think they, I, I looked up his history, I, I don't see anything where he even served. He is like, his idea is get his union members in front of this committee. And so what I'm going to talk about right now is how are we going to get the veterans in front of these committees? Because, and, you know, he's a bully, he's not a gentleman, and you take a veteran... There, you know, it's not to say there's no bullies, veterans, but they're far and few between. And even the PFC is a gentleman and acts like a gentleman and gives due respect. This is what you learn when you're going through basic and AIT if you didn't know it before. You give your ranking officer or you give whoever's above you respect. It may be an E5. It may be a a first sergeant, a whoever, but you give them respect because they earned that rank, just like the senator earned his position and was elected. And that fat, you left out fat with the, the idiot uh, from the union. <laughs> Uh, he couldn't fight his way out of a wet paper bag. And uh, we need to take our first break. We'll be back with a veteran's place and Dr. Moeller right after this. In 2009, the membership organization Docs for Patient Care was founded. People all around the country wanted to participate in the efforts of this group, and they wanted to join, but they were unable to do so unless they were physicians. It's for this reason that the Docs for Patient Care Foundation was created. Now, everyone can join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. While you're at your computer, please go to www.docs4patientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docs4patientcarefoundation.org and make a tax-deductible donation and join the fight along with us. Thank you. Hey, folks, this is Victor with the On Point with Victor show. Make sure you listen every Tuesday, 1 to 2, only right here on America's Web Radio, the On Point with Victor show. Remember, folks, I'm not angry. I'm just right. And you can find out why every Tuesday from 1 to 2, the On Point with Victor show, only right here on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back with a veteran's place and our host, Dr. Lieutenant Colonel Retired, Dr. Don Muller. And uh, Don, your point is being well taken about... You know, 
there there used to be a commercial on where's the beef and it was a little old lady comparing one fast food to another and where's the beef well with the government it's where's the money whose bank account did that check go into and this is a shame that they would not hold up their end of the contract. Our government is, we contractually agreed to serve, and our government said, well, you serve, we'll take care of you. And we served, but they're not taking care of our veterans. And this is a very sad state of affairs. And, you know, I don't think... This is just my personal opinion, but I don't think anyone should be even eligible to run for office that hasn't served, that's not a vet, be it a representative or Senate. You have to know what a vet deserves, and you have to give it to them, whether it's a female or male veteran. You have to give, you have, you have to hold up your end of the deal, which our government doesn't seem to be capable of anymore. So, back to you, Don. Well, Dave, uh, we've got a nice seamless transition. You've got to have a ticket to get into play. And the veterans ticket is an obligation I think is higher than any other person, individual in this society. You put your life on the line, period. And it's not theory. Vietnam, 58,000 veterans. Let's just round it up to 60,000. World War II, Korean War. The veterans paid the price for us to get our tickets, you know, and... What am I going to tell guys today, or veterans, guys and gals, and, and our first responders? First of all, the union hack got in there with a tactic. He, he didn't. He didn't. He wasn't being from, uh, presented with an award such as a Medal of Honor or Silver Star. Uh, he talked his way in, and, and the veterans, you know, it's kind of like arguing with a real minister. They're not going to curse at you, and they're not going to play games and intimidate you like that union hack did. Well, that's what it's come down to, and it, and it all it, it it was clarified. You know, I've I've written a presentation for today a week ago, and why is it? I don't know, Dave. The night before, I get on a tear, and I go, this guy, this union hack, got in, insult senators disrupts a hearing, it sounds more like a bar fight. He's denigrated our our efforts to have an orderly government. And and I and I thought, no, I'm gonna talk about exactly the fine points of how we're gonna play this and I'll call it a game. Because you see, everybody wants to be heard and take their case. It's kinda like a courtroom because they make the laws. And this guy gets in there and is able to, I don't even know what his, what his problem was, but he starts off by, you know, try that in a court of law, insulting the judge and challenging the judge to a fist fight. 
I know how that's going to end. You're going to be put in jail. I actually watched that. I was I was in court for somebody hit my car, and I was <laughs> sitting there, and I watched some. You know, they were running other cases through, and I watched one guy threaten the judge. The hammer came down and said, 90 days. That was the end of the discussion. They put that guy away. He was screaming and and uh, cursed the judge, and he said, another 30 days. He said, son, you just bought yourself four months in jail. Think about it. And that sheriff, the two sheriffs, <laughs> that was the end of it. And yet this puke, this union puke can go in there and insult a senator. So let me tell you what's really going on. Uh we're going to have uh, a little quiz today, and it's going to start now. It's a word association test. And this is the game that the VA is is playing with veterans. So I'm going to mention a word, oral. What, what's the first word that comes to your mind? How about yes. dental health? What's the first word that comes to your mind? How about oral health? What comes to your mind? What comes to your mind when we say whole health? Well, I will let you know that whatever comes to your mind as a veteran, when they say dental health, dental care, and oral health, is what the Federal Trade Commission considers to be the definition of it. Now, why is that? When you have medical advertising or you make a promise to somebody and you are a dentist, physician, or healthcare provider, what what that patient thinks you said is what you did say. We're as a and it doesn't apply to me because I'm a, I'm a medical professional, but it does apply to people that aren't. If you believe that when the when the VA dental website says to you you're entitled to whole health and your whole health part of that is your oral health. Whatever you think that means is, according to the Federal Trade Commission, what it does mean. Now, let me talk about our veteran service organizations. The American Legion, the Veterans of Foreign Wars, the Iraqi Vets, and on and on. There are a lot of good organizations, but what they do, they have uh, a a protocol. And and what do they do? Well, out in your post-camper station, they have committees and groups that, that want to have things done. So that committee meets with their regional or state committees, and the state committee gets uh, gets together. Now, Phil Forsberg's an expert in this. He can, he's the guy that filled me in on But here's how it works. Your regional, or sometimes like whatever it is, state, gets together at the national convention, and they bring things in front of this committee. And it, that national committee has a liaison with certain congressmen that sits on that sit on committees, and they agree to bring certain things, certain concerns in front of those committees. And it can take years. Uh, and you know, dental care. Uh, and we're going to talk about why the VA doesn't define dental care. But I want you to know that the word dental care and oral health care are used synonymously by the Veterans Affairs, but they are not equal to each other. And I'll tell you why it's it's created a, a big legal issue. And that's where I'm going with this. Uh, you can, you, you know, you see people that find a little quirk in a federal law and they get a judge to to get an injunction. Well, 
I can guarantee you, once a law is passed, if you can find a loophole and get a judge to recognize that loophole and, and have an injunction, Congress doesn't need to vote on it, and you don't need to go before the House Veteran Affairs Committee. Uh, and that's where I'm going with my argument. Now, I thought, why would it take two years to go before a veteran service organization trying to get dental care or oral health care for, for people, I mean veterans, with PTSD problems. Now, here's the trick. The bottom line is only 15% of veterans are eligible to get oral health care or dental health care. That means 85% of the folks listening, no matter what you've done, essentially, unless it's smash your mouth or get shot in the mouth on active duty, you're going to be only one of the – you're going to be the member of the 85% club who they will not treat. And I don't care what your VA people tell you, that's the truth. And I'll tell you how I tested it. I got became eligible, and I have my little veteran's card. And when I finished my exam and I said, now I'm entitled to care, and, oh, they were very nice. These people are not responsible. They're just vets, a lot of them like us. And I said, I'm here for my oral health care now. And these two dear people looked at each other and said, we don't have a dentist. And I said, I don't want dental care. I want oral health care. And they said, we don't know what you're talking about. They're the same. And I said, ma'am, I'm a dentist. And I'm telling you they're not the same. Well, there's no point in having acting like the union hack and challenging to a fist fight in the VA this facility. You don't do that. They didn't know. Well, who does know? Well, I knew this was going to be a touching point, so I specifically had the uh, Congressman Ferguson down here. He is also a dentist. And four, over four months ago, I said, I want an answer. What is the difference between dental care and oral health care? And I want an operational definition. Now, what's an operational definition? Well, I don't want overlapping things like, well, oral health is dental care because we, you know, we look in your mouth and see if you have cancer, if we, if you have this or that. No, no. When it comes to operational, it means, hey, I have an oral cancer lesion. I'm a veteran and I want to know if you're going to cut it out. That's an operational definition. You see, that's different from dental care when you go, hey, I need a cleaning and I'm a veteran and I served my country for 10, 15 years, there's a big difference. They're going to tell you you're not entitled to dental care because dental care, the way we define it, is crowns and cleanings and root canals and whatever. Well, wait a minute. When we signed our contract to defend the country, there's, there seems to be a mix-up because your VA screenshot says you are provided with oral health care as part of your whole health care. You know, they've got to define it. Uh, you know, the classic thing is exactly what ordinance, what regulation says, or what regulation defines oral health versus dental care. Well, the VA has yet to produce that. And I want to tell you how serious this is. You know, I'm not a lawyer, and that's obvious. I decided not to go to law school, but nevertheless, I can still read. When you have an ordinance 
Well, let's say when lawyers talk to each other and they ask a city attorney, I want the city regulation that governs, you know, my, uh, my, my, my client who's given a parking ticket. Well, that's a request for productions of documents. The city attorney must, within 30 days, produce a document, especially if it's easily obtainable. Provide your attorney, because you're the plaintiff in this case, with with a specific ordinance. What did I do? I asked through Freedom of Information Act a lot of this information I'm going to share with you this morning. I wanted a legal definition of dental care versus oral health care. The VA refused to answer. Now, that that's not good. In fact, that's against the law. That's What you do is you elevate that to a, 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 a failure to comply, and you get an order from a judge to compel discovery, and that's what I've done. I've now upped it through the U.S. Department of Justice to get an order to compel discovery because I'm demanding to know what the difference is. And I want to assure you that the VA has not answered, and that's not an accident. And I'm going to show you right now why. Now, Before you show us, Don, we need to uh, take another break. And uh, you can show us when we get back. We'll be back on A Place for Veterans in just a moment. Veteran-owned, America's Web Radio would like to thank all of our incredible patrons. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. If you are not already a patron, you can help us continue to produce some of the most informative and entertaining shows on the Internet by becoming a patron. Patrons of America's Web Radio are the first to receive information about new shows and links to the latest podcast episodes. Join now and receive a free gift while supplies last. For more information and to join our family, please visit www.patreon.com slash America's Web Radio. If you have questions, contact us at gm at americaswebradio.com. And as always, thank you for listening. What do doctors talk about in doctors' lounges around the country? Find out on the Doctors' Lounge Show every Thursday at 8 a.m. on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back on A Place for Veterans on America's Web Radio with Dr. Don Moeller, our host. And um, he's about to give us some very important information. So it's yours, Don. Okay. So I found out that the the VA, I kind of knew it, it had to be there, but they treat oral cancer. Well, wait a minute. You, here's that, you have that word oral, and now it's linked to the word cancer. Well, that's great. I think that's fantastic. So the VA does know what the word oral is, and when they tack cancer to it, let's see how the VA treats oral cancer. Now, who leads that team? A physician leads that team. They, they have excellent oral health care for cancer, oral cancer. That's part of oral health, wouldn't you think, Dave? I mean, honestly, my dentures don't have cancer. So, uh, you know, obviously, you know, Dave, you said uh, off the air that, you know, your head is part of your body. Well, I will. the exception might be if you break your dentures, you can mail those in, okay, and the VA might fix them. I doubt they would, but technically, I guess that would make that a different case. But we're not talking about that. 
when you have oral cancer, you have an excellent VA team. It's headed by a physician. Well, wait a minute. There's that oral word. Is it headed by a dentist? No, it is not. Your oral cancer team is not headed by a dentist. Are they on that team? Absolutely. You've got oncologists. You've got radiologists. You've got the chemotherapy team. You've got ear, nose, and throat surgeons. You've got plastic surgeons. You've got general surgeons. Wait a minute. That If you have an oral health problem and it has oral health cancer, you've got the whole team. Not only that, VA research was in the news, I guess, this, within this last couple of weeks with a, some kind of lozenge pill that you suck on, it, and it will help reduce oral cancer. Incredible. They have PhDs doing research. This is fantastic. Well, let's compare that to the oral health that's, that's affected by your PTSD. Who heads that team? It's not a physician. They have nobody else. In fact, a dentist technically heads that team. It's just that simple. There is no oral health team for those people that have PTASD-connected oral health problems, period. There's no qualification. Now, let's talk about what oral cancer can affect. There's the word oral. It can affect your throat, your pharynx, your mouth, your tongue, your lips, and your head and neck. How many veterans have oral cancer? Approximately, I just ballpark generously 4,000 veterans a year. Well, what, what is, what, how is oral cancer, oral cancer, not oral health, that oral cancer part of oral health, how is that, how do you get a service connection for that? Well, you don't. Essentially, increased smoking, couple packs a day, increased alcohol intake, poor oral hygiene really raises your risks. Now, let me be very clear. You said some of my best buddies are enlisted. I have very few officer friends. We'll go into that later. Uh, Dave, you don't re- mention I did a full three years as is, is enlisted. You know, I'm not judging some guy that has to walk point and ends up smoking or smoking dope. You know what? Show me how that's done, Don. Just go out there and walk point. Uh, so I'm not saying personally that smoking is not connected to the stress of being in combat. But I'm trying to tell you that according to the VA, any cancer you get from increased smoking is not VA connected. But what about Agent Orange? My point that I, and the point I'm making here is that oral cancer has that oral word in front of it. And the VA has excellent care and the team approach. In fact, it's an integrated team approach. And I've been to treatment planning conferences for oral cancer and participated in them. It is a wonderful experience to see how well a veteran's oral cancer is managed. But my point here is I'm comparing that to the team that manages the oral health of veterans with PTSD. Now, 
What is the definition of oral health when it comes to PTSD? Well, does the meaning change for oral when it has to do with PTSD? No, it doesn't. It's pretty obvious what oral health means, and here's where I'm getting to the law. The VA has already defined the word oral, and they've, they've made regulations on how oral cancers to be treated, so it's pretty obvious what they mean by oral. And that includes head and neck, throat, tongue, and lips. Now, what happens in PTSD when you have an oral health problem? Well, it affects not only your whole system. PTSD affects the musculoskeletal system, the endocrine system, the immune system, the central nervous system, etc. Well, with respect to the oral portion of it, what does it affect? It affects your head and neck. Why? It affects pain in your head and neck. The muscles of mastication ache. Your teeth throb when you break them. You see, for some reason, oral, in that case, the VA wants you to think, well, that's dental, dental care. No, I'm looking at it from the perspective of oral meaning, the same meaning it has for oral cancer, head and neck, throat, pharynx, etc. Now, what happens with oral cancer? Yeah, your, your ability to breathe. You may need special equipment to breathe. Well, in PTSD, they found that sleep, uh, an airway and nightmare are all and nightmares are all connected in the in some of the research. Well, that would mean oral health and PTSD is also a medical problem because dentists don't decide if you need a breathing uh, CPAP machine. Where am I going with the argument? The oral health definition they use in oral cancer is not the same definition, and as a, as a physician, I'm saying it better be the same. Di- uh, definition. Let's talk about research. Now, the VA, the article about the, it's called Coumarin or something like that. It's in, uh, from India, an Indian seasoning, but there's some molecular cancer basis action uh, as a result of that chemical. Well, what's my point? That was paid for by VA research. If you go to the GA office and look up oral health research, oral cancer research, you're going to be able to see the millions of dollars that are spent for oral cancer. I think that's phenomenal. My question is, there has not been a dime spent in 60 years on PTSD-associated oral health problems. That's a fact. And I've asked the director of uh, research and development for, uh, for proof how much is spent. Refuse to answer, okay? Refuse to give me the information. So that means it's not, there is none. That's just the same reason why the VA refuses to define dental health versus oral health and give me an operational. You see, these are tactics. Now, how many research papers in oral health under the guise of oral cancer does the VA produce? I imagine a bunch. I'm not even going to challenge them. They look at the genetics of it, the occurrence, the prevalence. They do an outstanding job. They have Ph.D. researchers, physician researchers. How many researchers does the VA have? 3,642. How many dentists are full-time researchers in the VA? Two. Neither of them do research in oral health. Neither of those people 
One of them does no research at all. And the other one is the director of the Office of Research and Development. How many of those two people, that's kind of how many of, uh, do research in PTSD-associated oral health problems? Zero. So why is it that if you have oral cancer, you get a whole team headed by a physician, but when you have an oral health problem related to PTSD, and we've talked about what they are, there's plenty of them, that you don't have a team. You don't have anybody, but you have a dentist. And read VA Handbook Regulation 1130.01. It's a couple pages. Read it. Read the part where it says, and I'm, almost, I'm paraphrasing, even though it seems odd that you may have uh, PTSD and uh, grind your teeth, it's up to the VA dentist whether or not they're going to help you. You got to be kidding. So not only is there not a team, there's not a physician involved. Now, how is it that the oral health system is one of the systems, let's say there are 12 in the body, there's more than that, like endocrine, immune, pulmonary system, cardiovascular system. If you have a problem that's a secondary to your PTSD that affects one of those systems, the VA will jump in and help you without a doubt. Ask any VA attorney, benefit attorney. What happens when you grind your teeth, have craniofacial pain? What happens? Nothing is the answer. They don't consider that oral health or they consider that dental care and you're not eligible. The VA, and and write this down, changes the definition of oral health to fit what it wants to do, not to the veteran's uh, benefit. Now, why can dentists not lead the oral cancer team, but they can be the sole determinant of who gets the uh, care for PTSD oral health? That doesn't seem to be right, does it? Dave, am I, am I getting through? You're coming across loud and clear. And, uh, All right. you know, the point of the story is the veteran, there's an old Texas saying, take the bull by the horns. And that's what veterans are going to have to do. And that's, they're going to have to go and ask for oral health care until we drive the VA crazy and they finally succumb. Yeah. And, and you know, here are the questions and you can put these down. And I love this because it's so succinct. There's about, let's say, 10 questions. Give me the name of a single dentist doing research in PTSD-associated health problems. I mean, I want a name, even of a single dentist. I was told that there are no dentists doing research by the director, VA director of dental research, who does not do research. That individual said, the VA dental system is operational. How convenient. How convenient is it to declare PTSD oral health not worthy of investigation? So I want a name. I want a name of about 10 dentists doing research on what the harm PTSD causes to the oral health. Number two, give me the name of a single physician who's also a dentist who's leading the team in PTSD oral health. Let me repeat it. I want the name of the guy. 
who's leading the team, if you have an oral health problem caused by PTSD, why don't you get a physician dentist just like they do in uh, oral cancer? It sounds like there's, it sounds like it's the union guy there, special rule why we get to sit down and not do anything, but the government has to pay us. Here you go. Here's the next one. Give me the name of a single dentist who specializes in oral medicine and oral facial pain. That's a, that's a recently, within the last five years, specialist recognized by the American Dental Association who are doing your VA oral health disability exams. Wait a minute. If you have traumatic brain injury, a lawyer by the name of uh, Benjamin Krauss, you can look him up back in 2014, caught the VA using nurse, I mean, uh, physician assistants, nurse, clinician, nurse practitioners, family practice guys. They all know what they're doing, but they were doing exams for traumatic brain injury. He told the VA, that's, we're not going to let you do that. That's not right. You're not qualified. So, Dr. Moeller, I'm not a lawyer. And I'm asking specifically, I want the name of the dentists who are specialists in oral medicine and oral facial pain that are doing the VA eligibility disability exams for oral health. Okay. The next question, I want a list of any and all research which has been included in the disability exams. Now, uh, I've found over 60 papers, and the last one, you can go on PubMed and put PTSD and oral health, and it's, it comes from Israel, and it's by Taggart, T-A-G-G-E-R-T hyphen green. Type that name in there. You will get a paper that will outline for you the problems of, of veterans that have PTSD and their oral health. That's published in 2022, and there was one prior to that, too. But there's, that's one of 60. Now, if you put in oral cancer and want to find out the VA is doing research, you're going to get a bunch. But when it comes to dental and oral health dental without oral, without oral cancer, you're not, you're not going to find a single paper. They haven't published a single paper in 60 years, and I can name that paper that they published in 1960 in military medicine. Yeah, that's the last time they did it. Now, I would like the names of a single uh, single guy VA administrator who declared without any scientific evidence that they were not going to include recent research in VA oral disability exams. I want to know who that guy is because somebody did it. I'll tell it. It, it goes all the way to the top of the VA. It's the secretary of the VA, Dennis the Menace. Okay. I want the definition of oral health care versus dental care. I've not been given that definition. And you know why we're going to get it? Because I filed uh, a complaint over two months ago with the Federal Trade Commission. I specifically said, I want the definition of oral health because you promised veterans oral health. You're not even giving them a freaking toothbrush. So don't say, well, you know, we, we mailed some instructions on how to, what is it, Dave, a five-hour block of instruction on how to clean your rifle in your teeth. I don't think so. They didn't do anything for our veterans' oral health. And it said in the contract they were going to, because it's part of your whole health. 
there's next thing we need to ask. Why have there been no studies on the prevalence, or it's like in epidemiology, how many people have it, the prevalence of oral health, PTSD-associated oral health problems? Write these down. I'd be happy if the, if uh, Dennis the Menace, the VA secretary, be so kind is to talk to Dr. Mueller. I know it's intimidating because he doesn't do research and never did, never finished medical or dental school or any other healthcare profession. And, and, and just think, he's running the VA. I, and he won't talk to me because I've written several times and I've asked the congressman, several congressmen, he will not discuss this with me. That's how you know they're hiding something. So they don't even want to know uh, the prevalence of PTSD-associated oral health problems. So, Dave, it's time for you to comment. Uh, <laughs> okay, my comment is we have to take a break. And uh, we'll come back, and I will make a comment. So with that being said, let's take our break. Are you a veteran of Desert Shield or Desert Storm? We do a show for you every Monday at 1 p.m. on veteran-owned, americaswebradio.com. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. What will Victor say next? Find out every Tuesday at 1 p.m. on the On Point with Victor show, only on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back on A Place for Veterans. And, uh, you know, my comment, I guess, Don, is like I've said all along, and that's why we... I don't want to say we beg, but we ask veterans to tell other veterans about this show and all of our shows for veterans, but this show in particular in that it provides information that I can guarantee you ain't going to get anyplace else, and you don't even know about it, and it's it's costing you, it's costing your family and your friends not to do something about it. And Dr. Mulder is here to help you. If you have a situation where you've gone to the VA and said, I want oral health care, and you've gotten the... Um, Deer's eyes in the headlights, they don't know what you're talking about. Well, that person or persons can be straightened out. And it has to happen. It can't just be in one location. It has to happen across the country. And, you know, I've seen what one man, Dr. Don Moeller, has done. But just think if... The two million veterans that need oral health care, 
they got a big voice and a big stick and they need to use it. And this clown that is the director of the VA, you know, he doesn't give a damn about you. And he represents the government. And we all signed a contract to serve. And, you know, Don, we were kidding about this last week, I believe. I don't know about you. Maybe you had a special meeting when when you were getting out of the military. And, and they said, well, sir, you're out of the military now. You don't have to protect and defend anymore. I didn't have that meeting. Maybe you did and maybe some other veterans had it where we, uh, where we raised our hands and said, we will protect and defend our Constitution against foreign and domestic. Well, I never, no one ever revoked that on me. Maybe they did on you. And when they revoked that, they said, well, there goes their oral health care. <laughs> yeah, Dave, that's, you see, what it is, is everything in law depends on the definition, and we'll call it, the ordinance that you violated, it has to be specific. Uh, and so what the VA has done, they have refused. The VA Office Inspector General refused to answer these questions, and I sent it to the U.S. Department of Justice. This isn't game time. This has been going on over a year. And my my whole point is, how does this union guy that intimidates senators get in front of the Senate committee, and Dr. Moeller can't get in front of the Veterans House Veteran Affairs or the Senate, but how does that happen? And see, that's the part I can't get my head around. This union guy walks in there. I don't care. He's got his politics, and he's got his constituents. He represents 1.2 million union guys, Teamsters. Okay, whoopee. Well, I represent 9 million veterans. And I can't get in, and I'll tell you why I can't get in, because they know what I'm going to do. They know I have all the facts you see. Walk into the VA. If you don't believe it, say, Dr. Moeller said, I'm entitled to oral health care. And when they say, we don't have a dentist or we don't, you're not entitled to dental care, you say, I don't want dental care. I want oral health care, which you promised me. Go to the VA dental site. It says VA dentistry. We are proud to be serving veterans and giving them oral health care, which is part of their whole health. It says it right there. That's a written contract. And look for the small print. There is none. Look for the little asterisk, you know, like, hey, you may have won a free Ford automobile or Chevy. A little asterisk. It only applies in the state of Wyoming. Okay? There's nothing like that. There is no disclaimer. It says it implies to you, the veteran, and that's why we went through the word association test. What does oral mean? It has to do with your mouth. Well, what else does it mean? Well, if the mouth extends to the head and neck like an oral cancer, well, I guess it might extend to the head and neck and PTSD. Well, it does. Well, why, why am I told I don't get oral health care when this article here by Taggart Green, and you can get that, go to PubMed.com, 
www.pubmed.gov, www.pubmed.gov. Put it in there. Look up PTSD and oral health. You can get your own papers and just go to the VA and say, I'm demanding that I get my oral health. And don't take no for an answer. Then walk into your congressman and say, I break my teeth. I'm grinding. Oh, oh wait a minute. I got something else to talk about. You know, oral, uh, um, oral cancer, skin cancer is connected to Agent Orange. And, and I get that. I totally get that. And they want to act on that, the PACT Act. Well, what I'm curious about is how come with all these papers, 60 of them, that connect grinding your teeth, oral facial pain, bad oral hygiene, da-da-da-da, directly to PTSD that the VA doesn't have teams and researchers. That's a glaring error. You know, the diversity, equity, and inclusion people, I actually wrote the officer that whatever it is, inclusion, diversity. I said, hey, why don't you have dentists? What do you think he replied? They don't. They just walk away like a spoiled brat. So once again, Dave, we seem to, I, I just want to let the veterans know, just walk into your oral. If you're a veteran with PTSD and say, I demand oral health care and I don't want dental health care, and you know why they do that? Because the, the, the American public thinks their veterans are getting what they need. And here's why they do it. Because if you ask and do the word association test, oral care and dental care, what's the difference? The public thinks they're the same. And the VA is is banking that they do. Oh, we give them oral health care. Well, the public thinks oral health care is dental care. Well, they're not getting dental care. And that's why we started the show off with depends on how you define oral health care. Oral health care is inclusive. Dental care is not. Dental care is saying, I'm going to do a change of spark plugs in your car, and that's all your contract is for, automotive maintenance. No. My contact says anything that goes wrong with my engine in 100,000 miles, you'll fix. Well, there'd be a little star in your contract that says, no, it's limited to spark plug changes. You see the difference? The VA is obliged to give you oral health care because that's what their contract says. And, that, and they refuse to define it. So you take that to your little lawyer and say, We're, this is called bait and switch is what it is. And I haven't heard from the Federal Trade Commission, but I, there was no immediate answer. You know, trust me. If the VA had something would put me down in two seconds, we've told Dr. Moeller that it, you know, and they give it, give you their definition. No, they didn't respond. In fact, when I wrote the VA Office Inspector General, they changed the question I asked. Out of 15 questions, they changed one and answered it, and I didn't even ask it. So that's when I forwarded this to the U.S. Department of Justice for mismanagement in the VA system. So this is like hardball now. Again, the union guy got in to talk to the and insult our senator. I don't understand why Dr. Moeller can't get in to talk to the, the VA House Committee uh, on Veteran Affairs. Well, somebody out there is listening, and they're going to know which button to push, and they're going to push that button, and Dr. Moeller will be on his way to Washington. Unfortunately, we're out of time. We will talk to Dr. Don Moeller next week on a veteran's place. If you need us, drop us a line at gm at America's Web Radio. 
Thanks for listening. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.